Hey, it's Nick from 50 Campfires. On the last Saturday of June 2018, I found myself hanging out inside of a tensile tree tent in the heart of the Redwood Forest in Northern California. You've probably seen these tents, or at least you've heard of them. I like to think of them as grown-up camping tree houses. They're super cool. Anyways, I was fortunate enough to be hanging out with Alex, the founder of Tensile. Like I usually do, I took out my phone and I recorded our conversation. I found it fascinating to hear about how he came up with the idea, what camping looks like in other countries, and what's next for his brand. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Tensile's my company. I guess I'm founder and CEO of Tensile. Um, I don't really use the CEO title very often, but you know, maybe sometimes I go by uh, Tent Inventor. Nice. <laughs> Something like that. Keep it kind of informal. That's great. So, Tent Inventor. So, how long has Tensile been in business? So, we just passed our fifth birthday in March. And uh, for our fifth birthday, we, we released five new products, which was probably a mistake because <laughs> that's a lot of, um, that's a lot to, for, for the, um, for the market to take, you know, like a lot to take in or oh, what they've, you know, when you bring out so many models at the same time, people get confused, but we just, we were just excited, you know, we were excited to bring new models to the market and we were excited that we managed to get to five years old and we, and we were excited to kind of you know, bring five models out on our fifth birthday. It sounded perfect, so we did. And uh, we haven't regretted it yet, but we'll see We'll see how the market plays. So when you launched Tensile, how many how many models did you have? Uh, when we launched Tensile, we had one model. Uh, we had the Stingray, which is still our flagship model. Three-person tree tent, which uh, you, can, you can put three extra hammocks from corner to corner underneath, so it's strong enough to take six people. Um, but we quickly realized that, um, you know, there are lots of couples out there that didn't need such a big tent. And so, uh, so one year after we released the Stingray, we released the Connect, which is the two-person model. And we, we designed the Connect to be, to be able to connect with other Connects so that friends and groups of people could come together and connect their two-person Connects to make a giant six-person super tent. Well, that's the best part about camping, right? Is being able to hang out with exactly. friends and family. Yeah, and sometimes you just want to disappear with your best friend or your girlfriend or boyfriend. And sometimes you just want to hang out yeah. with your mates. So um, the Connect allows you to do both of those things. So, um, and, and the Stingray is like big enough for your family. Like I'm a family of four. And so I'll, I'll, my wife will sleep in one part of the Stingray. I'll sleep in one part. And my kids that are under seven, they'll share one of the Stingray booths. So that's four people in a Stingray yeah. and it's, you know, strong enough and big enough for all of us. So I always kind of, I probably improperly refer to it as maybe like a, a hammock tent or a, a three-point tent. What's, what's, what, what do you call it? You know, when we, when we started off, we called them tensiles. So it was like the tensile Stingray and we didn't really have a kind of concept name, I guess. Um, and then, like six or eight months after we released the Stingray, we started seeing on social media people saying, um, I've got a new tree tent. So we're like, oh, that's what people are calling them. It's a tree tent. Right. Of course it's a tree tent. So they're tree tents now. I mean, they're not really hammock tents because they don't swing in the same way as a hammock. Sure. They're under tension in a completely different way than a hammock. And they got three points. Um, 
to pull against each other. So, you know, a three-point suspension tent, that's kind of long. So, tree tent. That's, that's the term that's being coined by the public. I like that. So, tell me, why did you, why did you make this product in the first place? What was the, what was the need in the market that you saw where people should be up off the ground rather than just, you know, kind of traditional tent? So, I love trees, right? That's my thing. My shtick is get people in trees. If people are in trees, they can't chop them down. So the more people that I get to hang out in trees, the more people I hope will appreciate trees, therefore try to save trees, try to uh, understand trees better, and um, hopefully make, a, make living trees more important part of people's lives. They want trees to hang out in, they want trees to go camping in, and they want trees um, to just, you know, use as shade and recreation. And, and hopefully they think people, I hope people think they're pretty, right? You know, because they're beautiful things. Trees can live for thousands of years. They're majestic. They're magical. They've got um, anyone who's ever wanted a treehouse or wanted a hideaway, you know, this kind of secret spot to get away from the world you know the treehouse kind of sums up that childish hideaway um perfect you know place to disappear from your normal life right. and um but treehouses are kind of expensive um and they're also either you know hard to build if you're trying to if you're if you're a kid and you're waiting for your dad who's off who's uh, promised you a treehouse it's like Dad, why haven't you built my treehouse yet? And he's like, well, I've got a job. I've got to do the washing. I've got to cook, you know, and the car's broken. When am I going to have time to build you a treehouse? I love that you bring that up because my son has been asking me when he's going to get his treehouse. Yeah, so. it's, you know, it's not as easy to find the time these days for a dad who's working, who's got all these responsibilities to, to spend time to like work out how many nuts and bolts he needs to go down to the hardware store to buy you know like fuck, it takes planning right yeah. so um um so anyway so th these are tree houses that you can take with you anywhere they set up in 10 minutes they pack down to the size of a small duffel like you know average duffel bag and you just sling them over your shoulder and hike them into you know the wilderness and you can sleep over any kind of terrain set them up over a stream jump out of them climb into them pack them down set them up whatever you want to do so they're tree houses you can take with you and for me that's the best kind of tree house because you know having the tree house at the bottom of your garden it's okay but where's the adventure in that you, sure. you still got um uh what's his name in from the simpsons uh the you know the the neighbor oh flanders, flanders you yeah. still got ned flanders going hey hey when are you gonna paint that thing and you know that's not really getting away from it is it so <laughs> <laughs> i love your ned flanders impersonation that was great so i should i should make a point right now you and i are sitting in one of your tents yeah and we are in northern california right now kind of in the in the redwood forest which yep. is I can't think of a better place to, to your point to hang out in trees yeah. and kind of surrounded by these old trees. And we're at the Tensile uh, U.S. Campout. Yeah. What's the, what's this all about? So you know we've got kind of a cult following. Okay. So we've we've had people following us from day one. I mean, yesterday someone came up to me and was like, "Hey, hey, I, I just want to tell you, right? I just want to tell." Was you. it Ned Flanders? No? <laughs> it was okay. Ned's brother. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> And uh, I just want to tell you that um, 
that just six years ago, like I Googled just for, you know, fun. I was like, uh, a tent that you can sleep in in the trees. And he wasn't familiar with your he wa- No, it was just uh-huh. an idea he had. He was like, I bet they don't exist. And we came up. Tensile came up because we just la- launched, right? And, uh, and he was like, oh my God, somebody's done it. Somebody's done it. And, uh, and so we've had this cult following. We've had people following us from day one. And of course, like the people who meet the people or the people that get into the tents that the people who have been following us from the beginning, they become converts, you know, because they really are a kind of get into it and then fall in love with it type of product. You don't really understand quite how cool they are until you're in one, right? It's totally true. I mean, and look, that's that's an uphill battle you guys have, right? Yeah, it is. You can't walk into a store and no, just jump try in it out. one. No, yeah. I know. You've got to... I mean, but we do have a good return policy. So hopefully, I mean, what we're trying to say is, look, buy one. If you really don't like it, send it back. You're right? that confident. In yeah, it. we're that confident. Yeah. We've got 100% confidence and 100% guarantee that if you don't like it, you get your money back. So um, because we're such a cult, uh, we've got such a built up such a cult following. Uh, we've we've had people for the last three years going. You should do it. You should run a festival. So we're like, okay. Last year we decided to do something kind of impromptu and a little bit like very very low key. Very very like you know. I think we gave people a month's notice. Like we're going to be here. If you fancy coming, come. Right. And we did one in America and we did one in Europe, and they both sold out. And we, like everyone had a great time. And they were like, please do it next year. You've got to do it next year. So we were like, okay, fine. Do you know what? Let's get somewhere a bit bigger. Let's formalize it. Let's sell tickets properly. Let's put on a raft of events. See if there's any cool other brands that want to come in and sponsor it and come along and like be part of it. So this year we've got, oh, I'm going to miss someone out. Maybe it's not even worth starting the <laughs> but list. But you've got a half dozen. We've got a half dozen cool brands really here, cool right? Really cool brands, agreed. And, um, and they're all here having a great time. They keep coming up to me going, thanks so much. I, I'm like, I don't even know, know. Like some of these brands are quite big, right? right? And I'm like, why are you here? There's only 200, <laughs> oh, it's only 220 people here or something. But that was something that was so cool about the way that the marketing for this event kind of was was put out was bring your tribe yeah right bring your tribe and meet ours was yeah. you know not to get corny and read your your tagline but i think the idea of I, I came here with my family yeah right the idea of being bringing the people that you enjoy spending time outdoors with yeah to meet not only the, the folks from tensile but other people that enjoy bringing people outdoors yeah i think that the, the vibe that you've created here is really true to your brand and mm. it's cool yeah you like that watering hole that we've got with the oh. swing and the <laughs> so you guys they're, they're, we're, we're situated right along the navarro river and the navarro river it's not running very high but it's got these kind of deep pockets mm. and there's a, a, a rope swing that goes out yeah. and i've got an eight-year-old son that i lost for i think six hours today <laughs> <laughs> turns out he was down there at the rope swing of right? course him and his new buddy yeah. that he met at the camp out we're down there swimming and swinging and, you know. Stand up paddle boarding and also we're showcasing the Tensile Universe out there. Uh, so I saw that for the, so <laughs> I, I don't know if we're going to blow any surprise, but the Tensile Universe, right? I, I saw a picture of it last week in the office. I received a, a picture of it and it actually created more questions than answers sure. for me, right? It was, yep. what, what is this? What is that? What's it made out of? Yeah. What does it feel like? What does it look like? And so I think you guys have some pretty exciting stuff coming down the pipeline yeah. with that new product. Yeah. 
Yeah. Watch out. Watch this space, as they say. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'd be completely amiss if I didn't identify that you don't really have a southern United States accent, right? You don't have a, right. a Midwestern accent. You're from the UK. Yep. London. And so one of the things that I've been thinking about as I've been here is you're running this festival in the United States mm. with an American audience. Mm. You're doing the same thing in Europe with yeah. a European audience. Yeah. What does camping look like? How is it different in the US versus in Europe or anywhere else in the world? So, I mean, you are quite, um, I'd say, spoiled in America, <laughs> in North America. I thought you meant me personally, so thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, you've got some amazing landscapes and, and America is incredibly versatile when it comes to every kind of in, like environmental condition. You've got desert, you've got lakes, you've got mountains, you've got plains, you've got salt flats, you've got everything you've got you know you've got majestic you've got you know go up into maine and the north um northeast you've got kind of you know european vibe going on and then down to texas where everything's white as a pancake right so you've got it all here and um and in and in um in europe course we chopped down most of our trees so that we could come over and uh (laughs) populate the americas right so um so we're kind of in 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 terms of like destroying our environment we're like 300 well maybe not 300 years ahead of you but certainly still 100 years ahead of you uh chopping down trees and and you know the vast amount of european camping these days is done in fields and it's really not that inspiring but there are a couple of countries that still do it very well so the scandinavian countries obviously they are very much on the same kind of north american tip as you guys you know you uh you go into a forested campsite you have your private areas they're all screened off but then you go to like england and you're in a field with 200 other people more 200 other people it's a vibe (laughs) it's something right and and sometimes it can be quite nice because you're forced to mingle you you know it's you're not in your own little pocket which means that little billy can play with sarah jane from just like over there and all of a sudden everyone's kind of like oh can i borrow your spatula or whatever it might be so there's a kind of vibe going on but it's not adventure yeah it's camping in a field and it doesn't feel like adventure. It's spending a night in a tent. It's spent, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and so like Germany does it really well. Germany's kept a lot of its forests. Uh, France is bringing back a lot of its forests. So they've 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 I guess gone through the growing pains of losing their wilderness and now trying to recapture their wilderness. And uh, and I, I'd say that Scandinavia and uh, Germany, France, they're doing it really well. England's not that good at it yet. Um, of course, you've got these emerging current countries in Eastern Europe, uh, which are still quite wild. They're, you know, it's the, yeah. it's the Midwest of Europe, these really? Balkan countries. Yeah, yeah they were under, um, you know, Soviet rule for 50 years. So they're only just emerging now. Sure. And, and you know, European adventure campers, that's where they're heading. They're yeah. going east. And... Um, and so you've got mountains that have been, you know, untouched. You've got forests that are still primeval pockets of them anyway. Um, and we're actually doing lots of work in those forests to keep them primeval. Um, and, uh, and we're working with an amazing company called Rainforest Connection, which actually reconditions your old, like, Nokia 3310 and just takes the microphone part out of it yeah. and puts it up in a tree uh, and puts them at, like, 
I think, half-mile radiuses and can then, from their laptop, listen in to each microphone at a time and, and um, they filter out frequencies of the forest so the birds and the insects get fi- filtered out. So you're just left with um, chainsaw, axe and gunshots. So whenever those frequencies uh, trigger an alarm, you know exactly where to send the rangers. So all of a sudden you can monitor and guardian thousands of square hectares of forest. And these guys have been working in Peru and Borneo for the last two or three years. They've done TED Talks, which is uh, a great seven minute TED Talk, Rainforest Connection. I'll find that, I'll look that up and I'll put it in the podcast notes. Yeah, it's really, really good. So there's, you know, it is different, the, the, the markets that we serve. Um, but, you know, one thing is not different because it's the same all over the world. People love a hideaway. People love reverting to that childish kind of treehouse vibe. Um, and, you know, even people in England who can't afford uh, a big enough property to have trees in it, you know, sure. that, there's, there's a hedge yeah. that, they can, <laughs> that they can stick a little tensile up in yeah. and pretend that they're somewhere you know um exciting well i think the thing that you just you just brought up about this idea of reverting back to childhood interests or passions or feelings Mm. right the thing that really surprised me about the event that we're at right now is how many kids and families are here yeah is that kind of part of the tensile dna absolutely man like you know the children are the future so as far as i'm concerned get them to love trees early yeah and 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 for those adults that have lost that try to recapture it so you know if ki- if uh, parents bring their kids here and the kids show them how much fun a tensile can be and how much you know they can love trees then the adults maybe can learn something from them if they'd forgotten about it already but m- to be honest most of the people here already are um conscious of like environmental issues you know this is it's an amazing event. I haven't seen one piece of litter. No. Every time I put my cup down thinking I'm coming back to that, it's gone because someone's, you know, put right. it in the recycling, yep. which is a bit annoying. <laughs> but, but, you know, like people are watching out for it and they're, you know, I, I've spoken to a couple of people here and they've, they've all said they've been brought up on this ethos that I should leave uh, the site better than I found it. Leave no trace. Well, even, yeah. So yeah. leave no trace. Yeah. So if you come to a site and someone else is, cigarette butts on the floor pick it up put it in your you know empty you know trash bag and take it away with you so leave it better than you find it and if we all had that kind of sentiment the natural world has got a chance of remaining pristine and and hopefully we all have this we can all we can all learn a lot from the respect for the environment because we are destroying it very fast and you know another 30 or 50 years of what we've just gone through uh, we won't have any left, and that would be a crying shame for our children, you know, to lose that. I can't emphasize enough that you need to keep an eye out for the next tensile camp out. They do them all over the world, but if you're in the United States, it happens every year in Northern California in one of the most picturesque campgrounds that I've ever been to. For more tips, tricks, gear reviews, recipes, and more, visit us at 50campfires.com. And please don't forget, subscribe and rate the 50 Campfires Daily Outdoor Podcast wherever fine podcasts are found. We'll see you next time.